This is a Web Canopy Studio production. on the pod web canopy studio it's called under the canopy we got my boy tim here we got my man sam here hey hey (laughs) i feel like no one ever matches my energy i try to get a little jazz under it and everyone's just like a little bit of zing and pep a little pep in your step i need it i need it i need it matched i need reciprocation um sam when's the last time you've been on a pod it's It's been been a a while yeah so last week we talked about some pay-per-click stuff. We got some really good uh, response to that. So thank you for everyone who reached out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, we couldn't get to responding to all your emails, but there's, there's just so many. many. Um, basically, we're going to shift it, though. Uh, today we're going to talk about sales and marketing alignment a little bit. To yes. Get a- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, to get more specific, we have four marketing and sales strategy tips that we use in our office for converting the leads in our funnel. Um, do you guys want to preface that with anything? Like maybe someone who doesn't have all these leads in their funnel, um, how they can use this too. Like I still think it's pretty powerful if you are still working on lead generation, but even more so, it's something to keep in mind if you already have these leads sitting in there. You should be selling to them or at least, you know, doing it in the right Nurturing way. Nurturing them maybe. Nurturing them a little bit. It's funny because we have we have clients come to us all the time where like, I mean, whether it's existing clients, probably not existing clients, um, if they're on an inbound retainer with us, but people we work with on their website or whatever or some quick win stuff. And probably something you deal with all the time, Sam, in your, in your daily life as a salesperson is, oh yeah, we need new leads. We need more stuff at the top of the funnel. We want to get more customers. We need more people up there. And we're like, okay, how many leads do you have now? Oh, we're sitting on like 6,000 contacts. What are you doing with them? Uh, nothing. Um, they nothing. just didn't want to buy from us, <laughs> I, I guess. sent an email in February. No one responded. Well, it's like, okay, you don't need more leads. You need to le- nurture the leads your existing has. That, you nurture your existing leads. And guess what? It doesn't cost any money. Start sending out emails. You betcha. Yeah, like they gave me a no like six months ago, so I just stopped emailing. So obviously they'll never buy from me. Yeah, never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so... Here, here's what we have, and it's right on subject. And the first tip is don't focus on the sale. Now, what does that mean? Um, a classic sales guy, this might go over their head, I feel like. They're like, what are you talking about? Sam, do you want to touch yeah, on this? So the, the HubSpot wording for it is instead of always be closing that every salesperson has always heard, <laughs> it's always be helping. Ah, I love that. So, I haven't heard that. So I'm always putting out helpful tips, even if – I know for sure that they've already given me a no. They're still getting nurturing emails with tips, um, maybe a quick download that will help them out in their marketing strategy, something with their, that will help with their sales funnel, and it's all free, and people enjoy it. I have had people say, like, don't take me off your emails, but no, but please don't take me off your emails. But yeah, I'm, I, I, someday I'll buy from you. I promise. <laughs> it's just yeah. like it doesn't fit. Yeah, and, and they, they know people too. Like if they're if someone else is looking for an agency, like you know what, I got these weekly emails from this awesome agency. Like come check it out. Like read their blog post that I just got this morning. Yep. You know, like they they network each other. You know. Yeah, we have a proposal out to a company that came in just like that. They uh, they couldn't afford it. They didn't want our services at the time, but they said they had a friend that was like looking for a marketing agency. And they just put them in touch with us, and now we're about to be their agency. 
people like don't or under I think feel like that's so underestimated like how often that really happens like it's just those very little things that do convert people eventually and if you you know you could really deter people when you're just like buy now buy now buy now and you know I don't know I feel like most people have realized this and sale the sales model shifting but if you haven't realized this yet you know what a wake-up call so what's what's the term, Sam? Always be what? Helping. Always be helping, yeah. Because when Larry asked the question, I'm thinking, like, don't focus on the sale, but focus on providing value, right? Yes. That's really what the, the meat of it is. Um, and it's kind of like the, the meat of, of inbound marketing in general is providing value. And it plays more in the psychology of things of, like, people don't want to be sold to all day long. But you, you start giving them helpful information, just reminding them that you're there, you know, occasionally just raise your hand, like, hey, check out this thing. Check out this thing I just made um, or watch this webinar or right. listen to this podcast. When they get to a point when they're ready to make a decision, guess who's at the top of their mind? You. The one who's been holding their hand the whole time. Yeah. yeah. You betcha. And then the sales sort of, you do that right, and the sales just sort of come. And take take that to a whole new level. On my sales calls, I don't say, like, do you want to buy a website? Do you want to buy HubSpot? I say, is there anything I can help you with? Because... The reason a majority of the people I come in contact with came in between our blog and a template download. Mm. And you're not looking at marketing blogs, you're not downloading templates if you don't actively have a project you're working on, right? Or there's something wrong with your website that you need fixed, probably pretty rapidly in some way, obviously, right? Absolutely. And so, I always say, Is there anything I can help you with? Not like, Hey, you want to buy a new website? Uh, I see your website kind of looks like crap. No, that's great. And I think that really sums up how to treat people when they first are in contact with you, right? Like these people, you know, some of them might be ready to buy. You don't know, but most of them are probably going to need a, a little bit of help. You know, you, you need Sam reaching out to you a couple of times saying, hey, how can I help? Yeah, you don't you don't count, call an agency just to talk. You call them because you need something. You yeah. reach out when you need something. It's not. I just want to call this agency and see what they're up to. <laughs> you say that, but I jokingly, we have a, I have a weekly meeting with one of my clients and we're not meeting next week because they're they're traveling or something. And I was like, maybe we're going to schedule like a quick five-minute call to say hello. <laughs> just to say, hey, I, I want to know how you're doing. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm going to move on to this next step. And it it's interesting because it goes with what we just talked about as far as nurturing, but it's defining an MQL. Ooh. And MQL, in case you don't already know, means marketing qualified lead. Um, who wants to take this one? I can take it. Yeah, um, I think we can touch on lead scoring here a little bit if that's what you want to talk about. Oh, I love lead scoring. I know. I wrote an article this guy's about obsessed it. with this stuff. The Web Canopy <laughs> Journal. Order it if you haven't oh, yet. Oh, here, hold that up for the camera. Meeting owl, look over here. <laughs> and if you're just listening, imagine Sam holding up a magazine. <laughs> um, so defining an MQL, there's certain there's certain things that are just sort of standard across the board, like best practices, and there's certain things that are just totally going to depend on your company, your industry, the space you're in, what your goals are, and all that. But basically what we want to do is kind of build this, this uh, profile of who we want, someone that's both a great fit, and highly engaged that you're ready to hand mm-hmm. this person off to your sales team for try to get them on a call, try to get them on sort of starting with a discovery call all the way to an opportunity and hopefully close deal, pop the champagne. So um, lead scoring is the, probably the best way to do it. Um, there's a few different ways, you know, we, that they will call people in MQL, but most of it's coming from lead scoring and HubSpot, which we can kind of assign numeric values to 
both, uh, like I said, high fit people based on like their job title, based on their state. Like if you've got a certain geographic footprint, you mm-hmm. work in the Northeast, you work in North America or whatever. The revenue. Yep. The revenue, the number of employees, yeah. um, industry, that kind of thing. And kind of building like, I mean, and you ask your salespeople, it's not, it doesn't take a lot of work to build your lead scoring. I mean, they know this like the back of their hand and what their appetite is and all that. And then <clears throat> and engagement gets a little bit tricky, but that's kind of where it helps working with uh, an agency who's got like a, a, a template or a platform they use. But thinking about like, okay, how many of my marketing emails have they clicked? How many have they opened? Um, which pages of their website have they visited? And because, you know, we want to look at how many pages they're visiting, but I think which pages they're visiting are even more important because um, if they're looking at the home page, great. But if they're looking at something more high impact, like the pricing page or uh, a case study or something, right. even a little better. more bottom of funnel page. Like, that might be worth seven points and the other one might be worth three points or something. Um, we look at um, what's downloads they've, they've done, like how much of your content they've interacted with. Have they downloaded a case study? Did they attend that webinar you had earlier this summer? Did they, um, whatever. And and so taking those points and saying there's a certain point where they're a good a good enough fit and a good enough and highly enough engaged that this is uh, someone we want to call an MQL and hand off to the sales team. Uh, the other way we do it is is something that giving people the immediate off ramp to raise their hand right now and say I'm ready for a sales call. It's not going to happen as often. People won't really take that step, but they but, some but are they ready. will. Yeah, yeah, some will. And um, so, like, just think about if you've got that that form or that that CTA in your homepage that says schedule a call or or get a demo or whatever that might be. Um, those people, I would say, are going right to the front of the line and become an MQL automatically. Yeah, that that wraps it up, right? I mean, it's basically to to dumb down what Tim eloquently put. It's assigning points for things that people in your contact list do. Basically, that's it. You know, like it, to to like really dumb it down. Like you know that you want people from Michigan who have been to your site twice this week. Like, let's say it's that easy. You know anyone who's done that? You're ready to like try to get them on a call. Then you would have that set up in your CRM to notify you once that person from Michigan has been to your site twice. And then you're ready to send these sales emails. You're ready to get them into this next thing. And that's kind of the sales and marketing handoff, which I think maybe Sam wants to touch on. And I, to caveat on that, you, it's something that needs to be fluid. It can always be changing. And if you're noticing on your sales side that you're getting a lot of MQLs that aren't converting, there might be something wrong with your lead scoring that you need to adjust like these people are obviously not ready yet and it can be tweaked either left or right to adjust and being really honest with yourself is also really important like having mqls just for the sake of having mqls is not right worth it for you and so bumping numbers up just to push people through the system is useless yeah and, and it's like like you said it's a living breathing thing that you want to change and optimize over time i would look at it like once a month if you can certainly once a quarter and um and just know that like even with, as your business goals change like say someone is making a decision we want to really grow in manufacturing and we want to focus on that industry go back and add manufacturing to your lead scoring and just make that bump if they're in that industry or if they downloaded like a manufacturing ebook or have looked at the manufacturing pages on your website then you know that those are the people that are in that space. Give that a little boost and update, even if it's only temporarily. Like this is our, this is our goal for the fall. Let's um, let's add that to the lead scoring. 
the other point I wanted to make is is uh, just a kind of a, a real world example with a client we have who is relatively new and they've got a good contact database and pretty aggressive growth uh, goals, but they don't really have much marketing going on yet. So what we did is set the, the threshold pretty low for lead mm-hmm. scoring, um, just to start, just to get, get these the salespeople. At least, Feed them a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, at least get them on talking to people who are somewhat engaged. So what we did is, I think, is if they filled out, um, if they attended a webinar that we held or have clicked on a marketing email or opened whatever, five emails, at least we know that they've engaged to a certain level. There's not, there's not zero. Um, they know engagement. who you are, right? They know who you are, what you're doing. Let's reach out and have a conversation. Yeah. But as we grow and as like the, market, the marketing efforts ramp up, I would expect to raise that threshold qu- quite dramatically. I think that's right on. And I, that'd be probably my advice to anyone who's just dipping their toe in lead scoring is, you know, make it a realistic threshold. Like, I mean, I'm only speaking towards people who already have HubSpot I don't know how it works like in Salesforce or everything. But you can create like these uh, buckets or lists in HubSpot where you have like 10 points, 20 points. So like first you go through, set it your score up. Then you make like these uh, these folders or these uh, contact lists that house like the people who are in the 10 to 20 range, then the 20 to 30 range, then the 40 to 50 range. Find out what that number is where you only have about three people there is what I'd say. And then round down to like the number below. So if you have like three people in the 50 to 60 range, make your number like 45. That way, you know, when you send your next email out, you're, you're not going to get, you're, you're going to bump a couple people into that threshold, but then you can start working on the rest of them too. Rest of them too. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else before I move on? No, no. Uh, this is another one that may, you know, you might already know this one, but you, you, if you don't, it's going to be really helpful and it's sell small first. So I'll touch on this. Like always, 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 if you have something that gets someone in the door, the number one rule that we, we preach is you're going to buy from someone who you've, you've already sold to, right? Let me rephrase that. You're more often to sell to someone you already sold to. So if you can get someone in the door with like an intro offer or like a free course or like a paid course, you're going to be able to ramp that into a full-time relationship with that client. Um, any thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, I mean, it's something, like you said, we, we preach uh, that we do for our own sales. I'm sure Sam can talk about that. But um, like you said, it's like people are going to be hesitant to buy like a $5,000 retainer from you if they'd never worked with you before. Oh yeah. But if they, I mean, it happens, but they, you know, it's a big, it's a big purchasing decision. But if they have bought like a, like a two day workshop with you, for example, where you're you're building relationship, you're showing personality, you're showing value and you're kind of bringing everything that you've got to offer to the table. Now you've sort of got a little bit of a rapport and a little bit of a foot in the door type of situation where, you know what, these guys are great. I want to work with them. I feel better about this purchase now. Um, And it might not, I mean, that's a simple version, but it works. Right. And it, and, it, and it almost seems like common sense when you like put it like that and the way I said it too. And it's just like, yeah, that's because it, it works. Like it's, yeah. it's common because that's how the world and works. And the data is clear. Like you're way Absolutely. more likely to buy someone, buy from someone you've already bought from. Absolutely. Sam, anything? I was going to say this almost sounds directly like the HubSpot flywheel. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it. Um, so the three main points is the attract engage and delight Mm -hmm. that delight is the key to the whole thing where 
I had a great experience with them. Maybe my contract's ending. Okay. But in the future, if I had a great experience with them, guess who's top on my list? Right. When I might need you again. Oh, these guys at Web Canopy Studio, they, they knocked it out of the park the last time I worked with them. Let's contact them, see if, see if they're available. That's exactly right. Like, we keep bringing it into, like, an agency example, but that's, you know, that's where we are and what we do. But, like, if we, let's say we have someone who we help with a template they bought from the HubSpot Marketplace and we, like, fix, like, a bug that they accidentally made. And we did such a good job and we're friendly with them. Next time that they need help or they need their new website this time, they're probably going to at least talk to us and see what we can do to help them. Yeah. And they're more likely to tell their friends too. Same right back to where we started, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And at the same token, they're even more likely to tell their friends if they had a terrible experience. Yeah. Look alive. It goes both (laughs) ways, guys. (laughs) Head on a swivel. But we've had, we've had some of our longest clients that came from referrals. Yeah. Um, I mean, it it works in in, in any industry. Referrals work. I love it. You're going to trust a friend more than you're going to trust a salesperson every day of the week. Yeah, so this, I mean, I feel like we already touched it, but it's the final one, and it's so true. It's build trust with your client base. The sale doesn't stop after the sale is made, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we just said it. It ties so well into number three, excelling small first, building that trust, building that credibility, and then like making them, holding their hand through their their next step. Um, And one thing we talk about, too, is like, actually, funny, when I interviewed with John, I talked about this with him, whatever, back in October, almost a year ago. Jeez, I'm old now. Um, <laughs> totally but yeah. but uh, you want to practice what you preach, right? Uh-huh. So if you're an SEO company, I'm gonna, and I'm interviewing there, I'm going to Google your name. If you're not in the first page of your own search results, like that's, not, that's no good. Look alive. If you're in a marketing agency who's not doing blogs and content, I don't, I'm not going to buy from you. Because like, like, I don't care how much you can help other people if you're not doing... I mean, it's just the first impression, right? That's how you that's build... Great that's point. how you build... Um, that trust just on that like practicing what you preach and for anything like if you're a company I don't know it's like I had a dentist once who had just yellow disgusting <laughs> teeth and I and I'm like I I don't want to go there anymore no, I don't trust yeah, them that's, you know that's, it's just that's it's psychology red flag for days <laughs> and he might be a great dentist but like his teeth were all messed up and he's got to be a great one he's like yeah. if only I could get in there and yeah get my own. so <laughs> yeah. That's where, that's where my mind goes on that. Uh, that's pretty funny. And anybody that's used any sort of CRM, especially HubSpot, you can see, I see it, after I talk to somebody on the phone and there's interest and we book a follow-on meeting, I can always see them go onto our website ah. and engage <laughs> in our content and look around our blogs, look around what we're posting. They're going to start feeling you out a little um, bit, aren't they? This was actually on a call that John and I had two days ago, no, three days ago now. And he said, I got a hold of you guys because you eat your own dog food. And <laughs> it's just such a weird thing he Is said. That, yeah, explain that. Uh, I feel like I've like, heard it, but I don't like we we can be like the best marketing agency and get a lot lot of stuff for people. But why would you hire an agency or anybody else for that matter that doesn't do what they are promising Got to it. Do like to a you. practice what you preach. Yeah. Is it that yeah. what it means? Practice what you preach. <laughs> I don't want to dumb food. myself down by not knowing the dog for <laughs> dog food metaphor, but <laughs> yeah, he, he, 
He said it like four times during the call, and he's like, oh, and I just love that you guys eat your own dog food. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you trying to fight me? What does that mean? I wonder if he's like, his term he made up. He's like trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you saw that? You saw me eat dog food? <laughs> That's great, guys. I feel like this was a little bit short, but like pretty compact and to the point. Maybe like, let's leave like our favorite sales tips before, like in addition to what we said, if you guys have any good ones. Sales tips. Yeah. I'll go first. And, you know, it really relates to me because I do most of our video here. But I I love the addition that we did with Sam. Uh, We filmed, like, some greeting videos. How are they performing, by the way? Um, An update from the last podcast I was on. We (laughs) went from 69% engagement to 75% now. What more can you ask for, right? Like, I think people just love to see a friendly, sincere face. It's so much better than an email any day, right? Yeah. Like, even just, like, a picture of you at the bottom of your sales email is going to do, like, what? I don't have the exact metrics, but it's going to probably do twice as good as just the text. It makes it so much more human for people because the last – in 2019, everybody knows that any company worth anything is – sending out mass emails that are automated. Yeah. You know it's happening. But to have that personal touch in there that, oh, this is Sam. It's coming from Sam at Web Canopy Studio. Here's an actual video of Sam at Web Canopy Studio talking. (laughs) Oh, this is a real guy. I I can book some time and I'll actually talk to him. And I think... It goes a long way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And another thing on top of that, this will be my my tip. Um, Our MQL sequences that get emailed out. So let's let's touch back before we just brush over that. Like we talked about MQLs, and this is a sequence that starts right after they become an yes. MQL, right? And I guess to go into that, a sequence is it's like a, a workflow, but a little different, right? Like it's the, a series of emails and or calls or other tasks that you have to do mm-hmm. with the client, and it's just a. And it's automated within your your CRM. And it's a playbook just so you know, this is what I do next. This is what I do after that. And it it just makes life so much easier. Especially if you have like a big sales team. Oh, boy. You've got to have some sort of rhythm set. And so our MQL sequence. Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) uh, Our our MQL sequences have a lot of like fill in the blanks in there. Uh So I actually have to go to people's website and find something Ah. out about them. And put something in there, like a tip for their website. Like, hey, I saw that you're not using a live chat or a chat bar on your website. We've seen that people since 2017 are 76% more likely <laughs> to engage with a chat bot as long as they're finding the information that they want. Mm-hmm. And people are like, wow, I'm, I'm not using a chat bot. I'm, let, let me talk to this guy and see what else he can tell me. And that kind of goes back to like providing actual value because, yeah. I mean, you should think of a live chat on your site if you don't have one, yeah. right? Keep, keep it personal. I want to add another little thing that you just made me think of is like having those conversations like that and providing value isn't even if it never doesn't lead to a sale, it makes you that much better at having those conversations, right? Yeah. Like in, in at explaining your own product I or like explaining that. your own value prop. It's kind of like I mean, like I don't know. I used to when I was applying for jobs, take any interview I could get, even if I didn't want the job, just because I'm like I'm gonna. It's practice, right? Yeah. It's just sort of it's like it's bat. sort of like getting that exposure and just having those conversations. And when the big one comes along, you know what to say to to get the green light you know what else it's like it's like if you're doing a paid ad campaign 
and you're not getting all the clicks and conversions, but you're getting all these impressions. Yep. It's like you're still getting in front of people. Yeah, people are still, still seeing you. It's everything's worth something. Like your effort, it's all how you spin it, right? It's yeah. all how you spin it. You gotta play the long game. Gotta. I don't know, guys. I feel good. How about you? Any any last words of wisdom? I'm good. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>